0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Shea Station. For the first time this year, the Mets have swept a series and it came against the Philadelphia Phillies, who are always in first place it seems. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jolly, aka Jack, reporting from the Manhattan studios of John Boy Media. Jerry's coming to you from the Lake of Erie on vacation, doing two shows in one morning while on vacation, by the way. Respect the grind, people. How you doing, Jerry?
1: I'm great, man. It was awesome to hear Howie Rose on the call. His his debut uh, in the intros. I love it. It's great. I know. That's why I'm pumped. So our our Mets fans are absolutely spoiled when it comes to the broadcast teams from the TV and the radio side. Just the best of the best on both ends of it. It's almost a shame because I think Howie Rose is is incredible mm. Hall of Famer. Obviously, yeah. he's a hockey Hall of Famer, yeah. but I think he deserves it on the baseball side too. Uh, Nobody talks about it because of how good our our TV broadcast is. Well, people talk about Howie and and Wayne, but just spectacular. I remember especially when they do national team national games like the last couple of nights. Yeah, just click on the radio broadcast and and get to hear Howie and Wayne. It's fantastic. I was gonna
0: say like I I, I would have loved for Gary Cohen to call this series because there were so many moments in it. But also, it's really nice to like switch up who you listen to. Like I listened to the radio broadcast with my feed yesterday, and it was it was honestly really nice. I also wanted to ask because you called, you did color for the Mets last year, I think a couple times. You did it for the like Mets Brewers or something, I think. Uh, did you yep. do it with Howie or were you like with Wayne instead?
1: I was actually with Gary, uh, with Gary, with Ed Coleman. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, so he he did the play by play. I'll be doing uh, on June 9th, I'll be going to Cleveland for the A's series Very and be nice. doing color on the radio for that. So I'm brushing up on my A's team. But we're here for the Mets. Yeah,
0: we can't talk about the A's just yet. Uh, There's a lot to talk about in this Mets series, obviously. Uh, First, got to tell you guys about the sponsor for today's episode, which, as always, is the DraftKings Sportsbook. Guys, you can slide into stacks of cash this baseball season with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Just this past weekend, I bet on the Mets' money line three days in a row, and I fared pretty well, as you can tell, because they got the sweep. Uh, New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. If you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the season, you can use same-game parlays to do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets... Like which team will win, how many bases will be stolen, total runs, and more. It's your shot and an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download their app today. Use promo code JOHNBOY as always. Bet just $5 and get $150 in free bets no matter what happens on the field. That's promo code JOHNBOY at the DraftKings Sports Book. Jerry, I'm excited to dive in. To all three. Of oh my these gosh! Games.
1: I can't believe it's our the first sweep of the series, yeah, or of the season comes against the Phils mm. at home. So sweet. Just, just you know, after losing a series in San Francisco like it, so let's let's dive
0: in. Yeah, what a way to respond to that series loss too. Absolutely.
1: So I mean, the Mets came
0: out in Game One. They got to face a uh, spot starter and Bailey Falter, and they uh, did what they should do against a guy like that. They put up three in the first. Honestly, a lot of small ball, ground balls, a couple sack flies from Alonzo and Eddie. Uh, Lindor stole second and moved over on one of those sack flies, which set up a Canna two-out RBI single, which was huge. Alonzo crushed his 12th home run of the year. That made it 5 nothing in the third And then in the fourth, Lindor's RBI single. Alonso adds another RBI double. It's already seven to nothing in this game. Marte did that thing where he stole second and took third on the errant throw, which is my favorite Marte thing of all. Uh, Cookie pitched much better than his final results. He went five and two thirds, five run runs allowed. I'll explain that in a little bit. Six hits, just the one walk, seven strikeouts on 85 pitches. Cookie still has that fun stat where he has more. Game started, then walks this season. I think it's a nine to eight, which is really fun. Uh, he allowed f- just three base runners in his first five shutout innings. It was the sixth inning that things kind of tailed off and kind of uh, went awry. Uh, they knocked four consecutive singles against uh, Cookie for two runs. He got a Kyle Schwarber strikeout and a Segura RBI groundout. He was almost getting out of things, but he walks Odubel Herrera, which prompts Buck to bring in Chase and Shreve, who has just not looked the same. In May, Shreve, unfortunately with two strikes on him, surrendered a three-run home run, to Garrett Stubbs, batting ninth in the Phillies order. That's not what you want to do there. That, in the blink of an eye, made it a 7-6 to six game. Luckily, the Mets, as they always have this entire season, responded very swiftly. Nemo cranked a double. It set up a Marte RBI ground out to make it 8-6, to six, and it was kind of up to the bullpen to preserve this one and to prove that that last series was kind of just an odd thing, not the norm for them, and they really did in this game. Uh, Drew Smith bounced back with a scoreless seventh. Uh, there was a walk and an Odubel Herrera double, but Joely was able to escape trouble with a K and a foul pop out and then Edwin Diaz it, would, it was a big night for him and I love the tweet that you put out that I want you to talk about right after this uh, he strikes out three and a bounce back save his 11th of the year the Mets could have let this one get away uh, but they win this one 8-6 to six and take the first game
1: yeah man it was a, a good fight like Cookie pitched much better than his final line you're right and Shreve hasn't looked the same for, for his last few outings his split he just isn't sharp he's leaving things over the middle and also falling behind um, so that's troublesome. He just doesn't look as confident either. You can yeah, kind of see know. it in his face. And they showed anyways. him in the
0: dugout after, and it was it was a tough watch. I felt bad for him. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's a tough thing. You know, when you do something on a national stage, and then you just they zoom into you when you're you feel like you're having a personal moment yeah, man, and it's man, not personal. It gets at all. exposed <laughs> to
0: millions. That's really cool of you. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> that's tough. It is tough. Yeah. Um, but Edwin Diaz, man, this is this is what he's been doing all year. He's been able to bounce back. So what he hasn't done what he didn't do in San Francisco what he kind of fell behind was make those adjustments those in at bat in between at bats adjustments because he hasn't just been absolutely lights out he hasn't been you know purely dominant it looks like it on paper and if you're if you're not paying attention or if you're not in tune to what he does it looks like he's been absolutely lights out all season except for when he messes up, but he hasn't. He hasn't been just absolutely dominant. What he does is he's been able to make those adjustments when he misses arm side and he loses his mechanics. He's been able to bounce back quickly, and that's what he did in in game one. He he would miss a pitch, miss a slider, and then he would concentrate. I don't know what it is, what trigger it is, but you can see him kind of working it to himself, and then he dots that down and away Mm. fastball and that down and away slider. So anytime you see the ball the slider actually get to the glove side of the plate away from a right handed hitter. That is a good key for his mechanics. Yeah. If he's missing, even when the, when the sliders in the middle and it's got a little bit of depth to it, it's okay. But when he's locked in, he's getting to that outside corner and it's getting off of the plate. So that's, that's where he needs to be. So if you're watching Edwin Diaz during the game, and that's the key you should look for that slider that actually gets to that down in a way box. Yeah.
0: Doesn't hang in the middle there. And like, he's looked good against the Phillies all year. I'm trying to pull up his stats because he's gotten some huge outs against this team this year. He obviously finished off the no hitter. Uh, yeah. On the year, six innings, one run, 13 strikeouts for Edwin against the Phillies. So he feels pretty yeah, comfortable. So he
1: like that first at bat against Reese Hoskins, he threw a backup slider. Yeah that ended up like surprising Reese Hoskins who complained about everything complains about that strike That's call, which it was a strike.
0: That's his thing,
1: but it just spun and kind of went this way and never had that snap to it because he, it leaked out of his hand. Right. But then the next slider that he threw had that depth here. And so it's okay. It's almost even more effective when it's every once in a while, he'll do that backup one because it catches people off guard. And then he gets back to that good one. It's when he's, consistently leaking it is when he gets it gives up damage like he did in san francisco right yeah game two first year i do, do game two, a
0: game two W a win for jerry a w. oh my i'm God. coming back
1: man we're, we're making it beautiful game two pitted taiwan walker coming off seven shutout in colorado i can't stress how amazing that was but he was incredible facing off against zach efflin who was Almost as impressive as his last outing against the Dodgers. Went seven innings, gave up two solo shots for his only two runs, and had a career high 12 strikeouts. Didn't really fare well for him in this outing, um, but to the delight of our own Jolly Olive, Luis Guillorme hits leadoff for those Mets. Beautiful. Um, Let's get to the action. Bottom of the second, Eddie Escobar and Cano go back to back singles, leading to a sack fly from Dom Smith. One nothing, good guys. Top of the fourth, still one nothing, Mets. Uh, the only trouble really of the day for Taiwan Walker, he gives the bases loaded. GTO Real Muto singles home two to make it two to one fills. Uh, Taiwan would go five and give up just those two, um, but it's two to one fills. But the Mets answer immediately in the bottom of the fourth with the Jeff McNeil three run homer off of Zach Eflin to make it four to Mets they add on bottom of the fifth lindor triples into alonzo adds a sack a sack fly then in the bottom of the seventh lindor drives another home to make it 8-2 that's how the uh, the game would end up an 8-2 victory for those mets in game 2 a game 2 that they never win for your boy yeah come on they won it i was so excited taiwan goes 5 gives up six hits two runs three walks only one k but he looked really solid uh, and Giorbe from that leadoff spot goes three for three with a walk, uh, very solid played great defense. Uh, just a really good, really good victory for the Mets to uh, secure the series, take the pressure off of that game three. Uh, just a good game, man. Just, yeah. just punish their starter. And never let their foot off the gas.
0: Yeah, lots to love in this game. Obviously, I'm a big leadoff Giorme guy. Obviously, I want Nimmo to be healthy first and foremost. But if it means that, you know, Luis gets the start and he gets to go leadoff, he's just a perfect candidate for that. And yeah, three for three with a walk. This was after like four or five days on the bench. So good for our guy, Luis Colin Holderman has been an absolute revelation. I don't know He was nasty with those two innings. I I found it really interesting that somebody pointed out on Twitter that uh, Holderman would have been eligible for teams to take in the Rule 5 draft this year if the Rule 5 draft happened. So the Mets kind of got lucky there uh, being able to keep this guy because he looks like he's a a secret weapon. He's got eight shutout innings on the year, 10 Ks, and he ate two innings in this game, which was huge for the Mets bullpen. Uh, he's he's and been
1: doing that, man. He's been really, yeah. really good, chewing up a couple of innings um, and doing it in a dominant fashion. Also, so good for him. He's
0: another one of these guys that is going to go on the Mets bullpen basketball team. He's 6'7, 240. That's a he's big 7? Six, six, he doesn't seven, look it two, out there, does he? Maybe he's like 6'5 and they bumped him up. That's a big boy.
1: That is big boy. 6'7, 240. Yeah, that's
0: big boy status right there.
1: Wow, and then uh, Adavino and Lugo—they
0: were both really good here too. Hitless eighth. Hitless Adavino's a
1: sneaky big guy too. Oh yeah,
0: and we're going to talk a little bit about him later. But uh, you know when Adavino gets his rest, he looks solid. Just made one bad pitch last night that we'll talk about. Yeah, I mean this was just a sound win. Uh, the Mets uh, got that home run in the rain from Jeff McNeil, which was really cool because the crowd was getting kind of cool. amped up.
1: We we found we figured out the origins of his his very finally I was wondering yeah. jazz from uh, White and Crashers it makes perfect sense by the though. way. Wedding Crashers didn't really age very well as a concept.
0: Yeah, not really. But it's still... Uh, It
1: was kind of cringy. Like, uh, I rewatched it. It must have been a couple years ago. And I'm like, there's some really, really funny parts, but it's also... Yeah, didn't really age great. And
0: I also I didn't grow up in a Will Ferrell house, so that like wasn't a part of my like upbringing. Like a lot of the comedy movies that I watched. So. Oh, I love
1: Will Ferrell. Yeah, so, no, I get okay. it.
0: And like, to each their own. But you know, that I was like more an Adam Sandler house, like that kind of thing. So, which you know.
1: I mean, can you have one without the other? The no, you Saturday Night Live guys roll together. You can definitely have
0: both, but you know. Okay. My dad, you know, take it up with him, I guess. Yeah, hey, I'm,
1: I'm more I'm more on the Adam Sandler side myself, but I love some Will Ferrell.
0: So that took us to Game Three. The Mets had already sealed the series. They could have punted this one away, uh, but they still looked like they were hungry for the sweep, which was nice. Uh, they had to sit Brandon Nimmo a second consecutive day. I'm hoping we see him in the lineup tonight. Hopefully that uh, sore wrist isn't bothering him too much. McNeil got a rest day as well due to wear and tear, as quoted from Buck. I'm sure that's just a fatigue thing. Hey, protect your guys, especially if the series is won. We're going to need him uh, for that West Coast gauntlet we got coming up. Uh, The Mets had Zach Wheeler in this one, and Zach Wheeler is calibrated, finely tuned, no longer injured, so I I was definitely worried about this offense against him. Uh, But we put up three in the first, kind of a weird first-inning rally from the Mets, pretty bizarre. Uh, Guillaume doubled because that's obvious. He was in the leadoff spot. It makes perfect sense. Marte singled. He very quietly had a very good series, Marte, just kind of table-setting everybody. Uh, Set up a Lindor fielder's choice to Hoskins where he probably could have got like two outs, and instead they got, I think, none on the play. It was very bizarre. Uh, And then back-to-back RBI groundouts from Eddie and Canna made it 3-0 Mets in the first Chris Bassett was pretty good in the first two innings. He ran into a nasty jam in the third, where he walked four, or excuse me, walked three, gave up a double, uh, but he got a huge double play from Alec Bohm that surrendered a run and then struck out Nick Castellanos. It was bases loaded, nobody out, so that very easily could have been uh, an inning to get away from Bassett. But luckily, he uh, remained composed, and that really set him up for a terrific outing that he absolutely needed in bounce back faction. Uh, after that shaky 30, he went nine up, nine down against the Phils. He struck out seven on the night with six innings, one earned run, two hits, three walks, 100 pitches. Exactly the kind of outing we needed from him because he is the de facto ace of this rotation now. And everybody turned in great performances starting pitching-wise in this series. So that was really nice to see. Um, Wheeler struck out Eddie and Lindor to squander a one-out Marte triple in the fifth. That was a run the Mets probably could have used because of what happened later. Uh, Drew Smith came in for an inning. He dislocated his finger on a comebacker trying to barehand it. Uh, kind of a reflex thing. I don't really blame him for trying to go for it. Probably wasn't thinking in the moment. Luckily, he is not going to go on the IL. He's just day-to-day. They're going to rest that up, and uh, the x-rays were negative, so that's good. No break there. Uh, Joely got two outs but walked two in the eighth inning, which set up Adovino to come in to face Nick Castellanos. He went up 0-2 very quickly. And then that slider just kind of hung in that high part of the zone that Nick Castellanos absolutely loves. He loves a high pitch uh, and he just tattooed it to left Uh, three run homer in the eighth inning. Phillies take a four to three lead. This looked like one that was going to get away from us. And obviously, you know, you won the series, you feel good about that, but I'm looking at that June schedule and I just think every win you can get, you absolutely want to have. And I think the Mets felt that way too. Uh, I definitely want to give Buck a shout out here. He had Brandon Nimmo and Jeff McNeil on the bench going into the ninth inning down one run, and he let Nick Plummer take that at bat. And I feel like that's getting lost in translation a little bit because of how fast everything happened. Um, But I'm sure that if Nick Plummer grounds out or strikes out or does something, uh, that's a very talked about point in the game. Instead, Nick Plummer turns on a first-pitch fastball from Kniebel, drives it to right field, and his first Major League hit is a game-tying solo home run in the ninth to make it 4-4. And the momentum just swung in our favor at that point specifically. Edwin Diaz looked awesome in the 10th inning, got two soft contact flyouts. Eddie Escobar made a terrific high-effort play to get the foul flyout from Kyle Schwarber. Uh, The ghost runner gets stranded by Edwin, and then the Mets... Uh, felt that momentum, wrote it out with an Eduardo Escobar RBI single, kind of his redemption game. He gets the walk off, he gets a huge catch. The Mets win five to four in ten innings, and they sweep their first series
1: of the year. So much action in that game, man! Yep. So much action. Uh, I'll start with with Nick Plummer. Congrats to him! What a moment! That was incredible. Good for him, yeah, absolutely. What a what a first hit, uh, game tying against Corey Knebel. Against the Phil's at home where you can get the cheers. I wanted him to come back out for a quick curtain. That would have been acknowledge awesome. Acknowledge the fans come because on. they were going bananas for him. Yeah. Uh it was awesome, man. Uh, super cool. The Buck Show Walter um leaving in Plumber was a big moment. And he's just looking big picture, man. He wanted to give he wanted to give those guys a full day of rest instead of ramping them up. Yeah. Um, and he felt very confident in Plummer. Uh, Turns out to be a great move. By the way, his swing, Plummer's swing looks solid. kind of nice, dude. Powerful. Um, I like him, man. Can I give Um, you a brief history of Nick Plummer? Give it to me. Yeah,
0: so Plummer was a guy we signed in the offseason as depth. Uh, He came up because Travis Jankowski went on the aisle with surgery. We hope he gets well soon. 2015 first-round pick, missed all of his first rookie season with an injury, batted 176 in the minors in 2019. And then he just had a huge 2021. The Cardinals cut ties with him. We scooped him up. He kind of took Khalil Lee's spot a little bit in that pecking order. And then uh, that kind of paved the way for him to get this spot here. So really cool story for Nick Plummer. Uh, We're probably going to be seeing a great fine by the front office. Like Colin Holderman, Nick Plummer, Adonis Medina. Like all these guys have very quietly played huge roles for the Mets early in the season. They were all just kind of scoops from other teams that just didn't want them. And that's what good teams do.
1: They pick up the scraps and they make them diamonds. You got to create depth. You got to have some really good talent at the top of your minor leagues in case things like what's happening to us have to happen. Exactly. Um, Plus it allows Khalil Lee to, to develop a little bit more to get some consistent ABs. Um, I want to talk about Escobar. Yeah. And like I was fired up, but watching how pumped he was for, for the moment, got me even more fired up because he like you can you can feel the emotion you can see it exuding smiles like absolute ecstasy he was so pumped adrenaline fueled um because he really wants to be productive and he wants to live up to his own expectations in a team that really does need him um and he just came through clutch in a couple of really important ways at the end of the game uh, really happy for him. Uh, <clears throat> got they they got him really good with the, with the Gatorade, the water bath oh, yeah. at the end. Oh, yeah, there's the shower. I love seeing that. He took it like a champ. Um, probably gonna get some Foga de Chow, he uh, much deserved okay.
0: well earned fog. de Chow, <laughs> might I might have mentioned. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm sure he feels you know the presence of Luis Guillorme in there because Guillorme's been playing a, a great brand of baseball, McNeil's not going anywhere, like, you know. There's not a lot of at-bats to go around if you're not named Lindor or Alonzo. You're kind of just fighting for playing time at this point. So I think that if there was ever a guy in this lineup that needed a game like that and a moment like that, it was Eduardo Escobar. It was just a, it was a tough month, and that's going to happen. He had a great April that I feel like people have just kind of forgotten about because, you know, what have you done for me lately? That kind of thing. He had an 804 OPS in April. Uh, I mean, this is the kind of hitter that Eduardo Escobar can be. And I think that he'll find his groove and they're gonna need him to find his groove uh for this West Coast yeah. trip they got coming up. They need all of the help they can get. And he's a huge yeah, and their
1: teams are gonna do what they did. Uh to Alonso. They're gonna walk Alonso to face to face whoever's yeah. behind him. And right now we need Eddie to step up. He really he's got more in the tank, too. He could be, he can be an absolute game changer. Um, uh, but it's good to see him, you know, hopefully building some momentum uh, offensively because he's been he's been really solid. He had a couple of of miscues defensively, but he's just a, a good player, obvious leader of this team, uh, and it's nice to see hard work pay off.
0: Yeah, Alonso got intentionally walked three times in three games. Yeah, that's quite I the show. I man. would do it too, man. Yeah, man, he's I hot. Would,
1: if I if I'm facing our Mets, you know, I'm I'm pinch i intentionally walking Pete Alonso and Luis Guillorme. And those are the two guys you, you got never face. You don't want
0: to face that guy. <laughs> he can hurt you in no, so but many it's true. ways. I,
1: <laughs> Pete Alonso does not beat shouldn't beat your team. I mean because he's he's the
0: producer. Exactly we, we talk about it all the time. He is the guy in the lineup that's gonna hit home runs and beat you that way. Like you don't if you yep. don't want to get beat that way, there's only one guy you have to avoid and that's him. Um I'm gonna do some Guillerme love because you know me. Give I, it I'm his number one fan. Yeah. Here's a crazy stat line. Last twenty-two games for Luis Guillaume, plenty of starts in there, a couple pinch hits as well. 26 for 59. That's a 441 batting average over basically a month of games for Luis Guillerme. I mean, like, what? Did, I didn't have this in my book, like, at all. Like, I had a Guillerme breakout, sure, playing a nice brand of baseball, but he has a, a 163 OPS plus right now, Luis Guillerme. Yeah,
1: man. Um, I didn't see it either, to be honest. I played with him for a few years. Yeah. I think he's a great player, obvious big leaguer. Um, glove first guy yeah I'm not sure if it's sustainable I'm not going to question it Uh, you can be whoever you want to be he doesn't look prototypical like this kind of producer just physically either you know what I mean Um, but he's very you know these guys are all really good in the big leagues so you you might be seeing a breakout and this be the type of player that he is because he's still what 27 years old yeah he's 27 27. He's he's developed. He's learned what it what it means to be in the big leagues. How to go about his business day to day. Yeah, man, he looks great. I hope this is who he is. Either way, even if he doesn't, if he kind of dips down, he's still a very valuable big league player, uh, especially to this team that needs some flexibility. He's an excellent big leaguer. Um, also, really like a, a fun teammate to have yeah. around. So I hope this is him, man. I hope this is you know elite. Guillaume time. Elite uh, Saying Luis Guillaume is, is, is a fun name to say. Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: And, I mean, the signs were kind of there from last year. He didn't hit for a lot of extra base hits, for uh, but 23 walks to 23 strikeouts this year, 11 walks to 12 strikeouts. That's just a recipe for success if you're drawing as many walks as many times as you're going down swinging or looking. Um, I mean, there's just so much to love from the Mets right now. I There's so many different a- avenues and routes you can go with this team. Lindor really rounded out his month of May in a great way. He has more RBI this season than he did in the entire first half of last year, 37 to 36. Uh, Pete Alonso just set the record for most RBI in uh, the month of May in Mets history with 29. Uh, and The month's not even That's over great. yet. He could further his lead there. Uh, the Mets didn't reach 30 wins until June 9th last season. They did that a couple days ago. I mean, just it, everything feels different, man. Everything, yep. Everything about this team feels different.
1: Yeah, man, it, it's been a good run. And again, they're doing it at a time when they don't have basically their top three pitchers. Yeah. You know, McGill was on the border of making the roster or whatnot. I always thought he was the number five guy either way. yeah. Um, but he was he was like the one of the aces. Uh, obviously, Scherzer, DeGrom. It's good to see DeGrom starting to throw, being around the team. That's a positive sign. Um, but they're doing it. Without some big guys, they're resting. They're, they're not over reliant upon any particular player. They're just playing a really, really good brand of baseball. And victories are coming, man. They're doing it. People are stepping up. They're, they're, you know, again, the number one thing that Buck Showalter does is he puts guys in a position to be successful. You know, we talked about that move for Nick Plummer. If he grounds out, that isn't on him. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to be like, oh, how dare he? he didn't come through for us there. But since he came through, he gave him a, Buck gave him a moment to be successful, thought the matchup was great and great things happen. And so if you present every player with uh, basically a win-win situation, which he's doing, you're going to come out on top. And so um, that's really what he's done with his rotations, with giving guys extra days off, extra, you know, extra ABs, whatever the case may be, he's, he's putting his players on a long-term successful pattern uh and pace of play it's it's awesome to see
0: yeah i just love that buck loves the guys on the bench he really just gives them their time to shine when they deserve it uh, I want to I want to circle back to the uh, injured guys that we have right now, because, you know, it's yeah, it's, let's do it's it. almost hard to remember that these guys aren't available since the Mets have been winning so many ballgames. Uh, but mm-hmm. Tyler McGill, he's expected to throw live batting practice in the next couple of days. He's then going to get evaluated for a minor league rehab start and probably going to need one or two of those. So that puts him on like a two to three week timetable right now, which is pretty good. Optimistic for the Mets. Uh, Jacob Degrom said that he feels completely normal. I don't know what to take from that. I know that it's like a body healing injury, so the Mets are still going to take their sweet time and like be as cautious as possible because the last thing that you want to do in that scenario is bring him back too soon and then lose him for an impending postseason run.
1: Yeah. So for me, the way they're approaching Degrom is if he doesn't feel like completely normal, then it's 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 pass fail. Yeah. So it's either all, and he can just ramp it up um and move and progress forward because anytime something pops up that's a pretty telling sign that there's there's still some some issues going on so that's a, a great sign and again the fact that he's with the team he's throwing on the field he's traveling i think he's traveling or going to be traveling yeah. uh, is a positive sign because he's in new york because he's a florida guy always wants to be home <clears throat> so when he's around the team he's he's around the team with a purpose yeah so, I mean, that's a really good sign. It's just nice to see him back
0: with his teammates, too, I think. Like, I miss the degrom or interactions in general. Um, and, like, it's 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 so odd because he's been our best player for the past three years. But we've talked a lot about this Mets team feeling like they have a new identity and a new approach. And it's going to be interesting to see, like, how he comes into the fold with that, you know? Because, like, this does not feel like a 2018 through 2021 Mets team. This feels like an entirely new era for this franchise. And I hope that that's something you know going forward. He wants to be a part of because you know this is technically a contract year for Jacob Degrom. He's opting out. He's made that abundantly clear. Um, so I'm hoping we can get him on the field soon, and you know he can be a part of that culture a little bit.
1: Feel it. Uh, yeah, you know? absolutely. <clears throat> uh, I think I think he's missed this. Yeah. I think it's it's nice for him to feel what success and a real good team feels like to be around because I think he. It's easy to forget when you're stuck. You've only been with one organization. He's been around a bunch of dysfunction his whole career, um, a bunch of pressure. Yeah, you know he was one of the only bright spots when a team needed him, and he's not an attention seeker. He wants to remain kind of you know on the other side with a with a bit of you know gorilla back of the cage at the zoo kind of you know just admire him from afar. Yeah, um, but he's done a really good job of stepping up and being a superstar, and I think this team is you know I, I'm uh, jealous is the wrong word um, but when I see how well this team it picks each other up and and cheers for each other you can it just looks like so much fun and as an athlete especially as a professional when there's so much pressure and, and so many fans you know there's just a lot of things going on sometimes it feels like a job and then in a year like this it doesn't feel like a job it it's it's like the The best of all of it. And I think DeGrom really wants to be a part of it. No matter what it was, he's going to do what it takes to get back on the field in the same manner. But I really think he wants to be around this club because he's a fun teammate to have around. He's really funny. Uh, He's quick-witted. And... I think people forget just how really good he is. And so to, to see him come back out and, and remind the world, remind his teammates who the alpha is would, would be really fun to see. Yeah. And I
0: no one knows when that'll be, but uh, as long as the Mets keep winning until that point comes, I think they're going to be in the driver's seat and they'll be feeling pretty good. Um, but let's talk about our healthy guys. Let's do our apple.
1: Huh? Well, well let's, let's huh? talk about Drew Smith real quick. Oh,
0: let's talk about Drew Smith. That's important. Yeah. So, so drew here.
1: last, last night, uh had a comebacker, he had two, two, he looked great. I had a comebacker, two hits or two, two outs, and then uh, I think it was Real Muto, hit a like a comebacker through, and he tried to barehand it, yeah. and dislocated his pinkies day-to-day, which is good. Um we were talking before we started recording, me, you, and audio jack. Um, you're like, what why do you do that? Yeah. And it's instinct, but it's also I just want to cover this from a player side. That's something that you can break yourself of. Um, because a a lot, especially with how the teams shift, there's usually somebody behind you, you know, if you're, if you're, it's a lefty, the shortstop shaded over, it's a righty, the second baseman shaded over. So you, I always checked where my defense was. And I reminded myself if the balls coming sharp at me. I've got a guy behind me. So get out of the way, because when you're 60 feet, six inches away, and then after you pitch or even closer, it's really hard to tell. Speed and depth perception on this ball coming at you because you get this big swing and then you don't know how fast it's coming. So it's a little bit kind of off-putting. So if you know where your defense is, you can teach yourself through repetition on how to get out of the way. Um, I saw Lugo do it a bunch where he sticks his hands up. Guys that do that, you have to be able to, to break yourself of it. You saw how angry Drew was at himself because mm. it's really dumb. Yeah. And it's and it's instinct. You'd be like, I can make that play, and then either it grazes or you miss it, and you're like, dang, what am I doing? Uh, and then something bad happens. Thank goodness he seems to be all right. He's only day to day, but it's something that I guarantee you he addresses uh, moving forward because he was very mad at himself. It's a silly move. If he's down, down, this bullpen that's already kind of you know struggling needs needs his dominance. So that would be. That could have been a you know an absolute backbreaker. Yeah, I mean,
0: bad habit that needs to be broken because that kind of thing will happen in any given appearance. You don't really know when that kind of thing's going to happen, and you have world class defense behind you. Like you got absolutely, you got to let that ball go through.
1: And even, even if, even if there's nobody behind you, get out of the way, man. It's a single, you know, get out of the way. Your health is more important. It's we're, we're still in may. Um, just, you got to teach yourself how not to do that again. It's, it's an instinct thing. And so you have to break your own bad habits. Yeah. And I mean, there are reinforcements on the way. But Drew Smith, who I discovered
0: today, leads MLB and holds, which is a fun fact. He's got 12 on the year. Let's give him another, yeah, let's another give him little, a little
1: round of applause. He's been absolutely stellar. He's had a couple of a, a rough patch here, yeah, um, but just a uh, nice and integral part of of this team. And you
0: know, Bucks slid him back down to that sixth, seventh inning range, and he looks like he did in April. And I, I just think that's the key. Maybe he just wasn't ready for those high intensity situations I, think I
1: i honestly think he's ready yeah. i just think he had a couple of bad ones he was already he had walked a couple of guys already too many walks but he's been dominant i think he'll, he might get another chance if if the bullpen lines up to where guys aren't going to be available he's the guy that'll slide in and get another eighth inning shot it's going to happen it's going to happen this year and i think he'll be successful again uh, let's just you know hope that that little pinky doesn't cause any problems
0: yeah I don't I I hope it doesn't either and I mean it's just nice to see Drew Smith healthy first and foremost I mean like I think I don't want Mets fans to take it for granted because we've had Nimo for 42 games this year which puts him on a really encouraging pace obviously he's had the last two days but I think he's okay Drew you know he has I haven't seen him throw what was it I think his career high was last year and he threw 40 games right
1: yeah and it's he's coming off of you know this is the year after Tommy John he's like two years out this is his third season. Yeah. This is usually when guys start to f- remember, their body starts to remember how it feels to to be healthy and back to normal. So yeah, he's on a he's on a good path.
0: Thirty one games for Drew last year. He's already up to twenty this
1: year. So that puts
0: him on pace for like his first real full season. So I hope that you know avoid all the freak injuries, take care of yourself, and you know put yourself in spots to succeed. Because I want to see Drew all year long.
1: Yeah, we do. Yeah, man. Apple time. Apple time. Don't want to rush you into it.
0: That's all. Lots of good choices. Lots oh my of good gosh! Choices. Do you want to go first? I think I want. Or do to you go want first. me to? I think I want to go first. Yes. I'm gonna jump the gun here. Um, go for it. I thought about doing Plumber because what a moment for the kid. And what like, a moment!
1: Like if it would have been a walk off, he gotta, gets it. He gets it I mean, for sure. To, to sweep,
0: I, it's a game time home run. It's his first major league hit. He jumped on the first pitch, got a sweet swing. I'm excited to see more of him, and I think because of the home run we will see more of Plummer and then he'll get a future Apple from me because he'll be he'll be really good so I'm not gonna all give him right. my Apple this time
1: uh, foreshadowing for, yeah
0: I can see into the future we all know this come on we we predicted Drew Smith's breakout we know we know come on um, I am gonna give it to Chris Bassett, uh, nice. Bassett. good for Bass uh, Bassett kind of you know didn't really have a tough man he, he had a really tough start against the Giants last time out and it was kind of I would say discouraging just because, you know, you, you lost your top two guys and this is the guy you look at as the ace now. Uh, yeah. in this past two starts, it was four and runs against the Cardinals in a game that we won the seven to six comeback with Alonzo and then eight runs in that 12 to 13 loss to the giants. Uh, and we needed him big time in this game, even though the series was won, I wanted to see a bounce back effort from Bassett to move forward with the right mentality. That third inning, uh, Got a little ugly. I mean, you know, with that curveball, to Bryce that I thought could have got called for strike three. Instead, Bryce walks. There was three walks in the inning. Uh, some, it was a 50 one. Yeah, I mean, like, you could have turned was it a either good pitch. way. And, I mean, a lot of things haven't been turning Bassett's way recently. That's just a yeah. fact of his last two starts. Um, but to get that ground ball and to strike out Castellanos and not be afraid of the situation That's ace type stuff to keep your composure there and to go six innings for a bullpen that's been, you know, they've been feeling it. You know, they've been having to pitch a lot recently to give them six, go 100 pitches, strikeout seven, only had those three walks in that one inning. He was spotless. Otherwise. Against a Phillies lineup that, you know, we, we, we're talking a lot of smack about Philly. They haven't been playing well. That's still a scary lineup to face every single time. Absolutely. Taiwan's still... had to face them four times. You know, Bassett's already had to face them a couple times. Like, that is not an easy day at the office. And Bassett made it look easy, which is exactly what you want your ace to do. So he gets my apple. First apple of the year for Chris Bassett. Congratulations to him. He gets mine. Good job. Also, uh, I want to give
1: Seabass his nickname. Oh, nice, C, Chris Seabass. C Seabass. C because uh, we talked about Will Ferrell and Adam Sandler, you can't mention those two without talking about Jim Carrey. Seabass, one of the the great Dumb and Dumber mm-hmm. characters, He's in all of it. I watched uh, uh,
0: I watched Truman Show recently, and I uh, oh, very good movie. Yeah.
1: That's a that's the serious turn, the dramatic actor. It's his best is, movie. He's underrated. It's his best movie. I think. You think? I think so.
0: Why? What would we, what, your, what would you say?
1: I mean I I mean I'm an ace ventura when nature oh, calls ace ventura okay. too. Okay. Um, but it's hard to go without liar liar. Liar liar we also watched recently it's a too. Great, We've been it's kind of on movie. a Jim Carrey
0: kick a little bit. It's been nice. Jim,
1: Jim Carrey is an excellent actor. I think Adam Sandler is underrated yeah. as a dramatic actor as well. What was um, what was the movie where he was Punch Truck Love. Love that movie. Jeez, that's a wild movie. Yeah. Um, that Spanglish she's unbelievable in. Have you seen Spanglish? I have not. He's a chef. Like, it's it's fantastic. Um, and then uh, Uncut Jams. Oh, I uncut, love Uncut, uncut Jams. jams. I, um,
0: I'm hypothesizing that that new Nicolas Cage movie where he plays himself is going to be his Uncut Jams. I haven't seen it yet. I tried to see it last weekend, but I saw something Gosh, else. Instead. I
1: heard uh, Pig was really good. Uh, we can we can talk movies if you want. We can go the the Shea Station. Movie we could, pod but you got to give point. me your Apple first. I can I, I, I know. I know. So fine. shout out to Seabass. So my Apple again. I could have gone another way. Um, so I want to shout out a couple of guys. I want to shout out Pete Alonso. Mm-hmm. Four for seven. Five more RBI. Four walks. the double. Just producing. Just an absolute executive producer of our Shea love Station that. podcast. That was
0: that was slick. Like that.
1: <laughs> Uh, Starley Marte, you called it, the table setter, the disruptor, taking second, getting third on the, the Aaron throw. Um Guillaume from the leadoff spot, five for eight with a double and a walk. Um, but I'm going to give it back-to-back to, back to our man, Mr. Smile, Francisco Lindor. Back-to-back. And, and then the, the the bottom line doesn't look as great as it actually was because he's three for 10, which is great, but it's not, you know, hitting 600 in a series, sure. um, but he had a double five RBI, five big, three walks. He's continuing his on base slot uh, on He had another stolen base. Um, he's playing stellar defense. He's just doing what he needs to do, especially with runners in scoring position. You can't, because he's in front. Pete Alonso is protecting him, so he's going to get better pitches to hit because they don't want to face Alonso. Um, with those two being as great as they are, uh, it's been, you know, that's the, that's the heart and soul of that order. You call it the heart of the lineup for a reason, yep. and they've been absolutely productive from that spot. On top of his defense, he's got to constantly answer questions or people questioning his contract because of how big it is. Mm-hmm. He's been been absolutely productive enough to, to warrant that. And he's still young. He's going to be around for a long time, but it's very positive signs for Francisco Lindor. Yeah. Two things I want to
0: point out there that you mentioned the young thing. Uh, We talked about how Guillaume is still a baby,
1: 27 Lindor's 28. Like (laughs) they're like the same age. That's wild. It's wild. It's people. Yeah. And so that's probably, well, not probably it's definitely why he got such a large contract. Is because he's just now coming into his like peak years. Mm-hmm. He may not be. Again, I don't, I don't want to speculate and project on what we think he's going to be right now. But the the style of play that he's bringing to the table, the type of leadership, the type of fun, um, it's it's every bit worth it uh, right now. Yeah. So, and he leads MLB in games
0: played. He's out there every single day, which is probably my favorite part of his game. You can always and count Pete, on him. Him and Pete. You can man. just,
1: we talk about it all the time, but it really is such a luxury to have your three and four spot just nailed down. And like I, we mentioned it before. Yeah. Pete also
0: 49 games leads MLB. Um, it's just it's so nice to have that interchanging rotation of guys like Yorma gets a start, Dom gets a start, J D, Can is in there sometimes Eddie. But those two guys, Lindor and Alonzo, that is the meat and potatoes of the New York Mets right now. And like that the entirety of my my fandom for this team since like 2009 our identity has always been these guys can't hit they can't play defense they can really pitch though like our starting pitching has always been good and it's kind of on the flip this year it's been it's kind of weird for me to get adjusted to like we're still pitching well There's are so i have plenty of faith in our rotation and bullpen obviously even with all the injuries but this is like a really deep lineup and these two guys at the center has just been so fun to watch cuz they do such different yeah, things man.
1: You know, it's wild and it's these guys are doing so, so many things and nobody's like, you know, Guillaume could be, you know, on a different level than he, he he's going to settle down. Who knows again? And you can't project it. Right. He hasn't done it before. So it might feel like a, a blip, but he could be this guy. But everybody else is doing things that's not out of their their realm they're not overstepping they're not overproducing they're just doing what they need to be doing i mean he's three for ten but he had five rbi like and three walks like he's just he's just producing so that's that's exciting yeah so i mean this puts him on an insane pace for the year i
0: mean last year 20 home runs 63 rbi that's a pretty good output but he's already up to 38 rbi this year uh that puts Mm -hmm. him on a pace for well over a hundred and that was that would be the first time in his career that he gets over a hundred and that would be a very nice season to do it in. So good for our guy Lindor. A couple nice apples yeah. there. Uh, Got a shout out. Guillaume went five for eight with a double and a walk. Marte went five for 13, a double, a triple, an RBI, a walk, a stolen base. He did literally everything in the series. He would have been a good apple as well. And then, nah, He did not pitch. He did not pitch. Sorry. Sorry to hypothesize that. That's my, I suggested that. That's my bad. Uh, Alonzo, four for seven, double home run, another five RBI for him. How about four walks for Pete, too? Favorite part, Pete didn't strike out once in this series. Love that. Love that from Mr. Wow, Alonso. I didn't realize that. Yeah. That is pretty great. I mean, it's pretty easy when you get intentionally walked, like every at bat, but <laughs> give and take, you know? That's true. <laughs> uh, All so, right, man. yeah, Mets take the sweep, uh, and then they got three more games here that I think are very important to get fat on before the West Coast gauntlet begins. And the Washington
1: Nationals are coming to town. Me and you are going to go see a game we are i'm very exciting we get to wednesday's game we'll be there um pumped for it I haven't been to a ball game in a long time yeah. i haven't been to a ball game like a boys night me and you we're gonna be hanging out boys day i guess yeah that's true that's all right. day game it'll be fun
0: yeah but it'll be a good time what was the last did time you, to- you were because i know you did pre and post sny home opener yeah uh were you in the ballpark that day or were you guys hanging um, out no. outside?
1: No, no, we were outside. Bummer. So the, um when I retired last April, I actually went to a game the day I retired, which was really cool. My wife and my my two boys were with us. Um, I got to experience it from the seats. It was really cool, man. It was like, I, I can't thank the Mets enough or I got to say goodbye. Like yeah. it wasn't just, I I rode off into the sunset you know on my own i actually got to go and and they they put me up on the jumbotron super cool um so that was like the the first game i've been to as a fan um and i haven't been back since you know i'll, I'll eventually start going to, to more games if i'm not working all the time um but yeah i'm really excited to just go and enjoy the game it's awesome man all
0: right well uh let's say uh, should we break it down you got these problems for me
1: yeah, let's look ahead. We got the the last of the homestand before we hit that second West Coast back-to-back trip. So this is this is important. We took three of three from the Phillies. Let's do the same thing. Let's go perfect against these Washington nuts, Nationals, dude. who you should, as you say, get fat on. Yes, sir. Um, but game one, this is looking looking like David Peterson versus Eric Fetty. Uh Peterson still looks really good and he has got a 2.16 ERA on the season. Eric Fetty. With that 3.55, he seems to really be finding his own as a big leaguer. Mm. He's always pitched well against the Mets, I feel like. yeah, Um, Especially as of late. Uh, We have Michael Franco and Juan Soto have a hit against Peterson. Everybody else is nada. Also, Juan Soto been bad like two forty right
0: yeah, now. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, the
1: OBP is it's still really great, weird, I think. But otherwise, yeah. So, um, but Peterson versus the Nationals, he's got three games started, sixteen and two thirds with only two runs, seven hits, six walks, thirteen strikeouts. Uh, he's been good. Here's Fetty versus the Mets in his career: fourteen games, fifty-five and a third innings. He's got a five one half whip. Maybe not. But his last outing against the Mets came in uh, last month. 5 innings, 2 runs, 5 hits, 2 walks, 5 Ks. So that's game 1. Did you look up something on uh on Sodos? I just think it's really funny. Uh 236
0: batting average but still a 381 on base. So his his yeah. OPS is still like 830.
1: 236 he's hitting 236. Yeah, it's
0: kind of wild, It's wow. nine I mean yeah, 9 home runs, 10 doubles like he's still doing it all. But kind of a we'll see. kind of a low clip for him. It's kind of weird. V-
1: kind of. He's usually hitting 336. He
0: he's usually in the 300s. Yeah.
1: Game two, Trevor Williams getting another start, uh, deserved. He's been, you know, kind of one of those beautiful little pieces of our team that goes unnoticed if you're not watching the Mets on a regular basis. Mm. He has a 4.37 ERA going up uh, up against Patrick Corbin, who's kind of just not been the same. He's got a 6.3, still a lefty, still got a good slider. Um, Josh Bell against his career uh, against Trevor Williams, two for six with a homer. Uh, The Nats had an eighth inning comeback for their first win of the season against us the last time that he pitched uh, or last time he pitched against uh, Trevor Uh, Corbin against the Mets, nine innings, two earned runs, eight hits, six walks, nine Ks are going to be a patient approach. Uh, and look to take that hopefully game two victory for your boy to yes, get back sir. to back wins. Recapping that game, oh, two. yeah, I think that'll
0: put you at 500 <laughs> on the year. I think you'll be like 10 that would 10. be lovely. Be nice. we're, we're,
1: we're climbing, <laughs> uh, and then that game three, the last of the homestand, last of this series, gets Cookie Carrasco, uh, and a 3.98 ERA against an unknown. We don't so know. This would be, yeah, this would be Aaron Sanchez who got DFA'd. Um, no idea who they're gonna pitch. I don't think they know either. So <laughs> might we'll be a bullpen that.
0: game, I guess. I have no
1: idea. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, uh, but your boy, Nelly Cruz against uh, cookie 13 for 35 with five, you know, five home runs. It's a pretty good career. They faced each other a bunch. Uh, and again, you talked about it earlier. Cookie has nine games started only eight walks on the year. It's maybe that's my ridiculous. favorite stat. Maybe I have a yeah, lot of, that's wild, but that's, that's a good one.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah. uh, there's a, a lot to like in these probables. Eric Fetty has been, I think, more recently, I think you've been right. He's been much better against us past couple Because we years.
1: used to, when he would come in at the beginning of his career, we would just absolutely tattoo him, yeah. especially coming out of the bullpen. Um, but he's he's done well against us as a starter. And I think um, he just went like seven shut piece against the Dodgers this uh, last start. Wow. So these... Um, these gnats we got to destroy it we're we're our. we talk about how deep our lineup is their lineup is not deep they do have some guys kyber ruiz their catcher their young catcher who they got in the uh from the dodgers in the scherzer turner trade scherzer turner trade has really been just stellar and we saw the the opening series of the season how Punishing, he was great at bats and as a catcher, how valuable that is. Um, that's the guy I'm really watching again. Juan Soto, Nelly Cruz, Josh Bell that's their three big boppers. Mm. Uh, and then Kyber Ruiz really is, is who I'm looking to 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 pay attention to. Yeah, keep your eye on him. I think he has more war than try, any catcher. Try your reverse jinx against him, yeah, or something. I'll, I'm gonna piss you. You're all, all the about the reverse jinxes about, on Twitter. I reverse
0: jinxed Eddie, man. I was like, eh, Eddie in the month of May, kind of weird, guys, and then he had a walk off hit. So, like. Oh, you're wild. I've learned how to utilize it. You know, I'm getting better at it now. Um, Cool. Yeah. I mean, Corbin has been dreadful this year, to say the least. That's That's a tough contract for
1: the Nats. Um, yeah, that's a weird one too because it looked like such a good contract to get paired with Strasburg. And won the World Series, so like I don't, I I haven't asked Nats fans about this
0: because I don't know I don't know a ton of Nats fans just in general. Like do, like if it's a six year deal and it pans out in this horrible way, but you got a ring out of it, like how upset can you be? I don't. Know. That's
1: what I mean. You look look at ask the Phillies fans if they still love their their World Series win because they they took a lot of bad contracts oh, to yeah. get that, and they're kind of they that buried right themselves now. for a little bit the the nats are in a better position moving forward than the phils were after that run but yeah. they did win a world series and so uh, you know if strasberg's contracts looking bad because he's not pitching but he's rehabbing he's right a, now i think so he's on his way he's back he's had a wonderful career for them yeah. so it was worth it yeah. but um i mean i think max Scherzer's deal might be the greatest contract of all time <laughs> might be who knows i mean seven, seven yeah, what years was of just pure dominance seven like 180 right I think it was seven for yeah something wild with like half of it deferred, which is insane. Um, plus, they end up trading him at the end and getting you know Josiah Gray and Kyber Ruiz. Yeah, most of it was uh, backloaded.
0: Like first year was seventeen million, last year was thirty-five million. So yeah, weird.
1: Go. Yeah, so they're they're so he's getting paid so much money right now because the Nats are also paying half of his contract. It's insane.
0: <laughs> Those checks,
1: I can't you know so here's a little story yeah in uh a ball we're in daytona beach um gosh what year is this
0: like oh Oh, six or something
1: six i want to say oh six so i'm in daytona this is high a for the cubs making like thousand fifty dollars a month swimming in the living with like nine guys (laughs) um Beautiful on the beach, awesome town. Had a great time. Cool. And then uh, on our team was Jeff Samarja. Who oh, there's a name. He just signed a, a five year, ten million dollar deal to not go into the draft. Oh, okay. Uh, for football, so he the Cubs signed him to make sure he didn't go in. Um, is this seven, six or seven? I can't remember. Anyway, uh, so he's you know I just remember seeing his paycheck where every two weeks we get paid, and I look in at my paycheck and thinking. I can't pay rent and eat at the same time. And then I'm sitting next to Jeff and I was like, let me see that thing. <laughs> and he like just tips you it towards do it, me. And he's so, you know, he, over to, over five years, he's making two mil a year. And I look over and I just go, there's how many commas are in that thing? <laughs> <laughs> and so it was like one of those things that's like motivating. You're like, I can get to that point to where you're like, all right, how much debt can I go in? And what kind of job am I going to need this off season? And then you're like, okay, you can play baseball and make a living off of it. I
0: I still think it's like the weirdest thing about baseball that everybody knows what everybody makes. It's so weird. It's It's still weird. weird. weird.
1: And people are so comfortable coming up like, oh, how much money you make?
0: I, I I have a fun question for you. Was there ever like a rich, like a highly paid teammate of yours that like maybe like you went out for drinks or you went out to dinner and they like asked you to split the check? like oh stay-
1: so many times you have no idea <sighs> would piss me oh so many much. times Pissed i was around so a bunch much. of really good guys so here's here's it if you're on a contract and you go out with guys that are you know it used to be this is different because they're making really good league minimum sure. and i would still do it and i still do it to this day is if you're on a contract and they're league minimum you pick up the tab mm. and if there's another guy that's also on a contract and similar to yours you guys can split it um but you pay it forward. And then when those guys get up, they, they'll pay it forward again and yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. But I have been around some big names that I'll tell you in private <laughs> that you'll go out as a team. Uh, you know, a guy would set a date, a team function, and they'd be like, hey, you guys ready? Do you want to... Can you guys, Can you guys so email like, me? You're making like literally 40 times what i'm making like you can't cover God. a tab that you invited me out like wild <laughs> that's the worst but part if they initiated the hangout they're not gonna
0: pay when yeah, they're getting forty like, mil a year come on now
1: you give them like the <laughs> are you serious are you are you being real? serious right now real come on man yeah yeah
0: Oh uh, yeah so the mets play the nats hopefully they sweep uh let's do it nats have come some out see clothes. us hopefully yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: oh i wanted before we go last thing so i wore i slept in last uh two nights ago um, the great human being with our fo- our pictures on it. As he should. My youngest son, Asher, who's two and a half, says that's Daddy. I was like, yeah. And he goes, that's Jack. <gasps> wow. He knows, he knows you. He says that's Jack. Oh. I was like, dude, Ali's gonna love it,
0: dude. My uh, no. my cousins' babies—they can't even say my name yet. Your Asher's ahead of the game, dude. I love it. Oh, he's so he's amazing. he
1: knows you. So every time I wear it, he goes, Daddy and Jack.
0: <sighs> I want to. You should bring him. Bring him Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it could be my carry-on we gotta get his face on there eventually that's yeah, like the a...
0: next evolution of the shirt i
1: think we'll see we'll see <laughs> shea station season three
0: uh guys come out see us on wednesday we're just gonna be hanging out at the ballpark audio jack will be there as i mentioned last time you can get a picture with him that's the highly touted star of the show yeah, no nah, let not gonna wear
1: uh, another team's hat audio jack yeah do not what are you wearing today let's see no, let's, let's, let's see people it. let's I'm actually not wearing you. a hat right now, Which but the camera's lying. off. <laughs> I'm lying a hat?
0: I am wearing a hat, but I'm lying. Oh,
1: let's see your angle. It's not set up. <laughs> oh are you chickening out? So yeah. If you don't come on now, you're never coming on again. Wow. I'm gonna get
0: I'm gonna okay, that's fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh wait that backfired did it? backfired describe it. It is describe a, it. It.
0: It's a beautiful shade of maroon. It's just a really good color. Is it a Phillies hat? And then no. in, in the center of it is this NY logo, but it doesn't look like our NY logo. Oh, is it a little it's bit actually? More rigid? Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a New York rounded? Cubans
1: <laughs> hat. It's a wow. Yankees hat. He's a Bron- he's wearing a Bronx hat. Yeah, he's got. So a Bronx again, he's one. a fan of all teams from all New York. An, New York, but that's a tough wear.
0: It's tough for our Mets fans to hear. It's tough. Yeah. Don't get- wear that. Don't wear that on Wednesday. Yeah, if you get to know him, you'll like him. I promise. The camera is actually not set up.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> I uh, kind of believe you. I don't know you well enough to, to know if you're lying. Or not, right. But I'll assume God, that you're telling not- me the truth. Yeah, you're telling me the truth. I'm truthing. <laughs> I'm truthing. All right. All right. You got anything else, Jared? Let's get out of here. Gotta I do got baseball I've today. Got baseball now. today coming up. Busy man. I know. Media person, I can't say no to him. Trevor Plouf is on his like month-long excursion yeah, through the, the hell is that? through the mountains in Italy. So I have to step up. Yeah. But also, baseball today, between talking baseball and baseball today, those are the two best daily oh, yeah. uh baseball podcasts. So if you guys want to listen to those, fan literally fantastic. Baseball today is like a half hour long, it's and then 30 minutes on the amp, you know, whatever. I, I don't know if we're sponsored. <laughs> it's the amazon live space whatever (laughs) uh but that's amazing and then talking baseball is what like three times a week yeah monday wednesday friday yeah and it's fantastic it's wonderful that's more long form where they cover national and and baseball today we do five questions chris rose sets it up who's Mm. an absolute um you know amazing person and leader and he's so pro uh And then talking baseball is just fun with 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 the guys. So yeah, great. I've
0: heard, I've heard his prep is more pro than my prep,
1: which I was shocked. Well, I, shocked I mean, by. he's more of a pro than you are. Yeah, got I mean, that's fair. He's got, got that leg up on me. But also, he really is. I got like nine emails last night setting up what we're going through, and I did. I I I didn't check them, and so everybody was down for the evening. Uh, because I didn't want. I'm already working on vacation but um yeah he's a pro man he he gets you prepared he makes sure everybody's prepared it's wild we'll, we'll be tuning in you're great jolly i am yeah, not thanks. complaining you know, i did text you it. this morning like hey are you sending over the the notes yeah i was late this morning it's my bad <laughs> no it's fine uh it's great because if you didn't though if you didn't prep it's over i'm like i don't know who my apple's gonna be i have an idea you but i am have to do all this research and i'm uh, this is the face for for I don't have to research. Yeah, exactly. That's the draw right there. <laughs> That's
0: why I'm throwing Jack All on right. the camera. All right, guys, get out of here. Go Let's watch go the mats. See you Wednesday if you're there. Come hang out if you want.